Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our two different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And this week we are talking about South Beach Love. Yes, we are. Kind of an unusual film for fall, I think. Uh, you know, in South Beach, there weren't a lot of, you know, leaves, I would say. Not any fall leaves, that is. It's <laughs> true. This is yet another Hallmark movie that has no fall. Yeah, I, I really feel like this would have been better placed in the, the summer, spring, uh, anything except, you know, fall and winter for me. Yeah, this definitely felt like a, a more of a summer movie for sure. Yeah. I mean, it takes place in Miami. Which was beautiful. Which was beautiful. And I mean, Miami, I haven't been to Miami in the fall, so I don't know if their leaves maybe this turn was color. A, maybe this is a fall Miami. Um, so that's what I was thinking. This is like if they were in Miami and it was fall okay. wearing, you know, no, that's, that's summer, summer dresses. That's an interesting point. I mean, there's different types of falls all over the country, all over the world. You know, maybe this was just the Miami fall. Yes. And, and it could have been. However, when we're watching these movies that are in a fall harvest series, you know, we want, we're wanting to feel like it's fall. Yeah. We're wanting the leaves, we're wanting the pumpkins, and we didn't have any of that. So even if it was in Miami, I would think maybe they could have had some decorations, maybe a pumpkin or two to let us know that we're in fall time. Pumpkin would have been nice, yeah. A gourd of some kind, that would have been great. <laughs> Just a little more gourd. <laughs> Just a touch of gourd. Uh, but let's go ahead and start right into it. Stephanie, what did you think of this film? Is this a film you're excited to watch again? You want to watch it right away? Is this one you might have on in the background? Maybe you're on a jog or something and you're listening to it in your, your headset. Or is this one you never want to see again? Well, this movie was just okay for me. Okay. I don't think I would watch it again. Mm. But I will say that the second half was a lot better for me than the first half. Okay. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I don't want to see this one again. I, I just couldn't connect uh, at all. Uh, there's a lot of technical issues that you know broke my heart. I, I think you're right. The second half, I loved seeing you know the, the cultural aspects of these movies. I loved that when they went into it. Um, I, I, I loved it. I thought they did a really nice job of that. I wanted more of that, but it just kind of kind of fell apart for me a little bit. Well, for those that have not seen the movie, mm -hmm. uh, I will give them a very brief plot summary. World-renowned. Well, don't talk it up. Pulitzer this, this Prize one is winning. not. I would not say this one is a Pulitzer Prize. Let's, let's wait. Let's let the audience decide. <laughs> it's a SNS. It's what a short and sweet. <laughs> Coining. This is a I SNS like that. That's That's plot awesome. summary. Sarah and Tony are exes, but both are cooking for their nieces' quinceañeras that just so happened to be the same weekend. As they catch up and reminisce of old times together in Miami, they realize they may have another shot at love. That's it? That's what you got? I liked it. Short and sweet? I liked it. Just, you know, heads up for everyone listening. We're going to butcher the the phrasing of quinceanera. Well, you might. I think I did pretty well. well I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. I, I'm not sure how to say it. I apologize to everyone listening. But yeah, I'm just going to let you know. It's, it's just not going to happen for me. Well, I think they shorten it to, in the movie, the quinces. So maybe... Quinces? Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. That's a safe. That's a safe for me. 
There was a lot going on in this movie. So my plot summary doesn't quite do it justice, but that's that's pretty much the the sum of some of it. Well, let's talk about our two main leads. We have a veteran, I would say. Yes, Taylor Cole. I would call her a Hallmark veteran. Mm-hmm. She's been in quite a few Hallmark. Falling for You and Christmas in Homestead will probably be some of my favorites of hers. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen... Have I seen any of hers? I can't... I definitely know you've seen Christmas in Homestead okay. with Michael Rady, where right. she's the movie star that comes into the small town and oh, stays I love at that his one. little... Oh, yeah. yeah, she's great in that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I like her. I liked her in that. Um, and this one, she plays... Sarah. Sarah. She plays Sarah, who is a, a chef of a food truck. Called Munch. Called Munch. Which... Not my favorite name of a of a restaurant. You don't like lunch at munch? Food. I mean it's catchy, but yeah. just munch. Like, oh, I'm going to lunch at munch. Yeah. Um, um Wanna grab not, some munchies? Go to down to munch. Not my favorite. Get you something at munches? Not my favorite. So yeah, she has big aspirations and it kind of fell flat. And really the reason that she's in this kind of predicament where, you know, she didn't live up to her dreams that she wanted was because of her ex Tony. And I watching this the first time, the way she describes Tony, I was thinking it was the ex-boyfriend that was going to be like the villain of the film, not the lead, who was played by... Will Levy. Who is, I believe this is his first foray into the Hallmark world. So welcome, welcome to Hallmark. Yes, this is Will's first Hallmark movie, and he plays Tony, uh, not the villain. Well... I mean, okay, you got some you've got some thoughts about it. Yeah, again, this man leaves Sarah crying and alone to run off to, you know, Great Perry and I, I don't know, it's just Well, let's put this in perspective. Let's say you and I both were amazing chefs mm-hmm. and we both were up for to get into this prestigious school in Paris, yep. cooking school. Yep. And then neither of us get into it. Yep, we're bummed out. We're very sad and we decide, you know what? Let's open up our own restaurant together. Called Munches. (laughs) And and then a spot opens up Mm -hmm. at the school Yep. and you get in. Yes. Do not tell me that you would not take that job. No, I definitely would. But here's the difference. (laughs) No, but here's the difference. I would stay in touch with you. We would make this work. It would be a long distance thing that we would do. I wouldn't run off and leave you and never talk to you again. Like that to me is is why I think Tony is kind of the villain of this piece. And again, when Sarah describes him in the beginning of this movie, I'm thinking he's bad and he really doesn't change. Like he he's a bad person in this film. I don't see him as a bad person at all. I think he went to follow his dreams and we don't know for certain that it because they don't really fully explain, you know, why they broke up. He so says he was young. That was his. Excuse. He was young, but I think she was really hurt too that he took the the position in the first place. And you know, he probably just thought this isn't going to work because we're so far apart. And yeah, they were young, and we've seen this mm-hmm. in not only Hallmark movies but real life. Like young couples end up, you know, making stupid decisions. Yes, I agree. However. That 10-year gap of not talking, maybe you come back from Paris, you have a, a one-star, you know, you have a Michelin star restaurant right now. You don't talk to her about it. It's just... That yeah, it's bad blood, babe, bad blood. But babe. then but then when he sees her, we have the meet cute here. He sees her, he's all about her right away. And so it just felt 
not right to me from the very beginning, even from that very beginning of the meet cute. What do you, what do you think? Uh, the meet cute was meh, meh for was, me. It was a meh cute? It was a meh cute. Meh cute. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I, you know, she spills some mangoes and she's trying to hide Does from she them. ever? Spills those mangoes. And, you know, I love a good mango spill. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a little awkward. Yeah. And then they quickly were just totally fine with each other. That, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Um, there was no... It didn't feel real to me. Yeah, the romance for me in this movie... Like I said, I preferred the second half of the movie. The first half, I was I was quite worried because I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling the sparks. I wasn't feeling like there was any love before, and right. you know, I was like, "How is this gonna end up with them together?" Because honestly, it felt it felt to me like I was like, "I don't see them getting together." Like I think too too much time has passed. Mm-hmm. They love their cooking, and yeah, they might help each other with the the quinceañeras, but that's pretty good. Thank you, but I didn't, I didn't feel, I wasn't feeling the romance. Yeah, I, I mean, I I wasn't either, and I I just kept coming back to that line where where she says, "You left me with a rusty food truck and a broken heart," and and you don't do that to someone, and then come back ten years later and act like everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think what is the worst thing he did was that they already had plans. So I guess if they hadn't already established this, like, I don't know how far into the plan they were. I mean, I guess they had, the they, had they had the menu. They, they had the name. It was a cute name too. It was a really cute name. Cubish. Cubish for the Cuban Irish fusion. I thought it was a great, beautiful name. Very clever. But yeah, I, I agree with you about the romance. To me, I'm, I'm not here for, for Sarah and Tony and their dysfunctional relationship that's happening right now. I'm here for the family battling it out. I'm here for the daughter's quinceañera. It's pretty good. Um, that's what I'm here for. And that's that really picks up in the second half of this movie. And I loved it because I love that Hallmark is really kind of exploring different cultures. We're getting different types of movies. I'm, I love that and I applaud that. I just wish there were certain things that were done better for something like this. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely was more interested in the the feuding families mm-hmm. as well. I wanted to know the mystery of yep. why the moms were used to be best friends and now they're not anymore. I was very <laughs> intrigued. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like like a murder or something. <laughs> I mean, the way the way these moms were fighting, you would think there was a murder. Involved. A murder. I did not think it was a murder, but I was very intrigued, yeah. and I so I definitely was more into that story as well. Okay, I agree with you. One thing, real quick, we did not talk about is the intro to this movie was very cool and very different. <laughs> it actually was really cool. So when it started, I was like, oh, I okay, that, yeah. this movie has already like gotten better reviews to me than some of like most of the Hallmark intros that we see. Well, I'm using, you know, the air quotes for intros because it's usually just the title and awful font <laughs> written across the screen. This one had a nice little intro to it. Um, it was really cool. It was like little snapshots, family items together. It was really neat. I, I I do applaud that. Very artsy. It was. It was very artsy. Very very different. Very different yeah. for Hallmark. But yes, I agree. I love the the spotlight on Cuban culture yeah. and uh, and food too. and food. Yeah, that we, we was, love the food. That was the other. I mean, if there's a movie and they do the food parts well, I'm here for it. Yeah, it was cool. The food was cool. I, I did like the food. I oh man I didn't like the scene of them cooking together for the I forget the the food dish they were making 
They were trying to make a shepherd's pie, yeah, but with was it pork? I think it was pork. It was either pork or chicken. This this dish, I, I I hate that I don't have the name written down. I apologize. It didn't look appetizing. Like the way they they shot it, they did like an over the head shot of it. It didn't look very appetizing to me. And then she feeds him, and like part of the food kind of falls down his face, and she like scoops it back into his mouth, and his chin is like dripping wet. And she takes a cloth and dab dab, but she doesn't get all of it, so he has to dab dab. It's just it's it's probably the most awkward food eating scene I've ever seen. And now that I'm talking about it right now, this might be the pinnacle of the movie, and I want you guys to see this and watch this scene and talk to me about it because it, it's wild. Well, I definitely think you embellished a bit. So the I don't scene, know if I did. It does. It is like a good minute that she's wiping his chin. There is, but let me tell you, there is no cloth involved. It is all. Her bare hand. Is it all bare hand? It is all bare oh, hand. Man. And she is wiping it out of like the, the stubble on mm -hmm. his chin for a good like minute. Yeah. Uh, so it is a little awkward and a little strange that, you know, she's just doing it so naturally. Like this is something she does all the time, <laughs> which I guess it was supposed to be a way to show like they're just feeling very comfortable with each other again. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm that years. comfortable with you. Like if that what? happened to you, I would just toss you a napkin and be on my day. Like. That's that's a, a next level type of comfort. Yeah, if you well, if you had food in your beard, I would gladly get it out for you. You dab dab for a good ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know if I'd bare hand it if you just you know. It would, but I, uh, yeah, sure. So when the, you care about someone, you get food off of their chin. Yeah. So that that was a weird scene to me, and you know, for me, I, I think where this movie falls apart is budget issues. I don't know where the money for this film went because everything just felt very lackluster. Like they didn't have enough budget to do what they wanted to. The lighting was just all over the place. Uh, it was overlit a lot of time, just blasting light in the interiors. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, and you don't need you know a lot of lights to shoot a good scene, but I, I don't know. They just felt like they were overlit. And the editing, I mean, this is the first time in a while where I've noticed edits and you, you never want to notice an edit in a, in a movie. We've had, we had scenes where Tony is leaning forward on the table and in the next cut, he's back automatically. They're almost like jump cuts and they threw me off. Yeah, uh, there was one in particular where I think we both started laughing out loud. It was like a weird cut to Sarah on her bicycle but it was like a shot almost from like below. Yeah. But it was like so quickly after there was some strange music playing. It was like right after something, I don't quite remember, but it just didn't seem right. It mm -hmm. didn't seem like we were supposed to cut to her on the bike riding in that manner. And even just like the angle of it was very odd. Oh, there, there's one where I think it's when uh, Tony's teaching, you know, Sarah's niece how to dance. There was one where he's like, do you want to come in? He's looking at Sarah and the next cut and he's looking down and she's a good like five, six feet away from him. And the next cut, he she's already in his arms. It's like a complete yeah. crazy, like jumpish cut. Uh, it was it was wild. Yeah. Um... It's like she teleported. She literally teleported from the field onto the dance floor. And I can see why, because he dances amazing. The dance scenes, uh, you know, besides the the Sierra, uh, the dance scenes were were great. We were a lot of fun. Yes. So my favorite scene in the whole movie, and this is where I was like, okay. And I don't even know if this is second half. Maybe it's like last quarter. Uh, but they go to a nightclub to yeah. dance. And, I, and as soon as they said, it, I'm like, oh, here we go. 
Here we go. That is my my one issue with it is that there wasn't more of it. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have more dancing. Yep. We get a little bit of it, but it was my favorite scene. And it was like the first time that I actually did kind of start feeling a little heat between our two leads. Oh. And so anytime you have any type of like Latin dancing, uh, I'm I'm here for it. With the Cuban culture, it was giving me some Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights vibes. I think you're the only person to have seen that movie. I don't know if anyone else has seen I, that reference. I mean, obviously, Dirty Dancing is just the best. <laughs> but this sequel was was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I don't care if I'm the only one that likes that movie. I stand by it. Anyways, it was giving me a little Havana Nights mm-hmm. and... I, yeah, I really enjoyed that scene. I like the colors and we have, you know, we have a nice scene after in the car. Tony has this really nice like convertible, I, I don't know cars, but the Wasn't top, called, the top like, the is down. or something? What was that car called? The, I think it was his, his dad's, right? And he had a name for it. It was really cool. I'm going to call it the Colonel until someone tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> sure. So they're in the Colonel and <laughs> it's like a nice night scene, which... I, it felt different to me for Hallmark, like seeing them in a car at yeah. night with like the top down. I don't know. I like oh, in, right. a, in yeah. a neighborhood yeah. with the street lights. I thought it was really nice. And it's a nice moment between the two where he's telling her that he missed her a lot. And I thought it was really sweet. And then that's where we lead into, you know, he helps her niece Lola how to dance because she uh, has like two left feet. Yeah. Release release the, the video of Lola dancing, please. There's a scene where the mom is like, oh, we took a video of her dancing. She needs all the help she can get. And they show, you know, the mom giving the phone over to to Sarah and the look on Sarah's face as she watches this video. We need to see it. Please just release the Lola cut. We, we need to watch this. Yeah, definitely a uh, an unfortunate thing that they did not let us see it. Because to me, that would have definitely put this movie up a notch. Yeah. Because from what Sarah was looking at, it looked to be horrifying (laughs) it looks like she had seen something just the worst thing in the world like the the color drained out of her face she looked like she was about to pass out she can't ever unsee that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this whole like section of the movie all these events is is all my favorite so after he's saying goodnight to sarah at her door and we get a kiss we get a mid-movie kiss and it's a pretty good kiss And I was not expecting it because so far, you know, the romance wasn't, but, you know, dancing, dancing always does it. And so we get this really, you know, really good kiss, you know, by the door. It's very sweet. But then, you know, Sarah is just like, not, it's not a good idea. Yeah, good. And then you see just the look of disappointment on Tony's face. So I really like that scene. I like that we got the Mm -hmm. kiss. I like that we feel some emotion between them and you see Tony's disappointment. So this is like from dancing on, like I, I can kind of sort of feel the connection between between Sarah and Tony now. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny because usually when someone says it's not a good idea, it's really a good idea and they continue kissing. You know, we had it in, in Taking the Reins, um, the same sort of thing. And this one, though, it's really not a good idea. And Sarah, you know, thankfully gets out of there just in time. Because she's unaware that she's, or maybe she is aware that he's the villain of the movie. Yeah, someone needs to tell her. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I know you guys think I'm crazy about this, but but 10 years without, without a postcard and he's in love with her, like, it, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. But again, I'm not the romance expert. Don't, don't listen to me. Do listen to me about the lighting and how it's just overexposed. Let's talk, if we can, 
about a little fashion. You guys know that we do like to uh, talk about fashion these films, the costume designs. How did you feel about them, Stephanie? Talk to me about costumes. Well, you, I'm not sure what you're going to say. Go ahead, because this is Miami. Talk to me about it Miami. It is Miami, costumes. and maybe I'll get some 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 hate for this. I was not a fan of the clothes. Yep, yep, I, I agree. Um, Tony, I maybe, I don't know what authentic Miami wear is, but I don't know. I'm not a fan of of a lot of the dresses that Sarah was wearing. Oh, I yeah. don't know. For me, like frilly baby doll dresses are not my jam. No. And I, I don't like this when the leads and sometimes the, the best friend, they all have a color palette and they, they stick to it throughout the whole film. So Sarah's was pink. She had pink everything. She was on a pink bike with a pink helmet and a pink dress with a pink purse. Like no one does that. Like I, I don't want to see that please. And But I will say Tony had one great outfit where the shirt was unbuttoned. You know, he had a blazer on. He I think he had some white linen pants. He was looking great. That that outfit on him was great. And then, you know, cut to the quinceanera. Oh. And, and I think I that did was it. your I think best, I did. yeah. Thank you. And we cut to him there and he's in like this black suit. It looks like he's going to a funeral. <laughs> And I, I don't, I don't know, maybe that's what you wear to one of these. I just, I figured he's a very colorful guy. You know, he's been in these colorful outfits throughout the film. You think the big ending, he would do the same. And I was really disappointed to see this sort of drab suit on him. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. The the clothing definitely did stand out to me, but not in a good way. Like you said, I, I felt like the whole pink on pink on pink on pink seemed yeah. a bit, juvenile to me mm -hmm. i i don't i don't know i didn't really get it but maybe some people love the costumes and it's just totally up to preference you know well i mean all of these what do we know what do we know do about we know? fashion this is just our opinion but yeah i was not a huge fan of of the costumes mm -hmm. on this one. Oh, and speaking of not necessarily fashion per se, but just a tip, uh, a word of advice for Sarah. Please. Is just because you put your hair in pigtails mm -hmm. does not mean that your hair is not going to go in the food. <laughs> Some food safety from, from Stephanie here. I don't, I don't know if maybe she just loved wearing her hair in pigtails. I felt like she did it when she was cooking more often. So she was trying to get her hair out of the mm -hmm. way. But, you know, I would have loved to see a hairnet, uh, you know, she's making my food and her long hair is just flowing down <laughs> both sides of the shoulders and the pigtails. And yeah, no, hair can still definitely fall in the food. Well, as someone that, that's worked in a kitchen before, we don't we don't wear hairnets generally. We usually wear, wear hats or a bandana per se. And usually the, the female chefs will have their hair back. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Hair back, not on the sides in the back. So obviously, a hairnet would have totally, you know, killed killed the vibe. Killed the vibe. Same thing. The vibe oh. of the movie. Speaking of killing the vibe, you know, for raise a glass to love. We had talked about, you know, that we think sommeliers uh, spit in like a you know a cup or a a bowl after they drink wine, and it turns out they do. David Weaver was nice enough to <laughs> send us a message, and and told us. That that was the first thing he decided to you know nix in this film because he decided it wouldn't be very romantic to have their you know the leads just spit next to each other and then kiss. So I totally get that. I'm I'm agreeing with that, and I think that's how the hairnet falls into this. Yeah, definitely, definitely killing some vibes there. But still. Oh, real quick, just to to sort of piggyback on the fashion because you know we did kind of you know throw a grenade at the fashion. The quinceanera dresses were fabulous. 
absolutely fabulous on the two the two girls that were having their quinceaneras uh the dresses i thought were great i loved it i don't know in terms of authenticity but in just appeal and just beauty i i, I loved them yeah those were nice i was a little disappointed that lola didn't get to wear the one she originally wanted even after they made up yeah it's crazy uh, i was hoping she would have showed up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the the green dress that she wanted but Still, yes, I, I would agree that those dresses were yeah. very, very nice. Yeah. And again, back to the the family. So yeah, that that is to me the the heart of the movie. Yep. Were the families. And so I loved that we had sort of like the girls coming together and planning on on fixing it, fixing the feud, whatever what was going on. I wish I felt like there was a whole lot more potential there. And this movie was based off of a book. So maybe there's more in the book that has a little bit more information, but I, I never really understood. I never got the feeling though, that they were super close before. I loved how it turned out in the end, right. but I didn't feel like we had enough. Like I was like, these girls were best friends. I did not get the vibe that they were best friends before. Cause we just come in on them already, not talking, not speaking. The families are already divided. Yeah. So, you know, I felt a, a little gypped on that, that there wasn't more of like backstory on that. I get they weren't the main story, but, but I mean, they kind of They were, were. the main story to us. They were the they main were. story to us. No, I, I think that would have been nice. I, I, I mean, I, I got the sense they were friends. I mean, I don't have you know any friends, so I can't really speak to this. But <laughs> I, I feel like they acted like friends. And when they made up, it was really nice. And, you know, they were talking about how they missed each other. And I did love how they got, you know, the, the parents back together, the speech they made at the rehearsal dinner. I, I loved all that. You know, it turns out the big the big shocker of the film, the why these moms hate each other was because the one mother, the one mother is a real estate agent and apparently she sold a house to someone else instead of them. And it was a betrayal. And, you know, in this market, I, I would be upset. You know, yeah. I would be upset about that. And I mean, realty, murder. I mean, it's pretty much the you same know, thing. The same thing. Same thing. thing. <laughs> same thing. Um, Definitely something to break up your your daughter's friendship with. But it was a little. I mean, what what did you think about it? I was a little. I was, like, oh, I was a little all right. tiny bit like really. You wrote you've ruined like how many years of friendship because of this? I mean, it, I felt like it was something as adults that they could have just talked about instead of just not speaking for however long, but... But I mean, I think know. she said it was her dream home. So for instance, you know, we, we love the house that we're in now. You know, I would consider this, you know, our, our dream home in a lot of ways. So if my friend who was a real estate agent wouldn't sell it to me and sold it to someone else for a little bit more money, I, it would bother me. No, I definitely understand that it bothered her. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that. But I feel like Maria did not understand why they were why Dolores was so upset at her. So mm -hmm. that was my thing. Like if you if y'all were so close and she doesn't even know that it was about the house, you know, like I felt like that if you were that upset with it, I understand and rightfully so. Right. But Dolores could have said something to her. Like she could have told her, you know, like if my best friend did something like that, I she would know why I was upset with her. Oh know? yeah. No. So that's why I didn't really understand that they didn't even talk about it. They just stopped speaking. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like it just they just stopped speaking and then it just happened and they didn't really know what was 
the the reasoning. So well, sometimes, I found sometimes that. you get caught up in the feelings, you know, where you're mad because you're mad. You know, it turns into that. So, but as you guys can tell, we were definitely invested in the family dynamics. That's really kind of where I enjoyed this movie, and I would love to see you know more Hallmark movies sort of focus on things like this, you know, highlight other cultures, highlight the, these events. I mean, there's a moment where the girls are handed, you know, these these dolls and I, I didn't know what was going on. I guess it's them giving up. I mean, no, they weren't handed. They gave them up. They gave up their dolls. And so it's like them giving up their um, their childhood, I guess. Well, yeah, it's like a rite of passage of like yeah, the girl I love becoming a I, I didn't know that woman. was a thing. Yeah. And so I wish we would get more movies like this, but with a bigger budget so we can really do the justice that they deserve. Yeah, I loved the whole family dynamic. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see more of these movies where they show the whole family. Yeah. Uh, the family dynamic in this, to me, was wonderful. Um, you know, we have a really great heart-to-heart -heart with Tony and his mom. Yep. I loved seeing him with his family, with his parents. And again, that whole side of the movie, to me, was much more uh, entertaining, interesting than the actual romance of Sarah and Tony, unfortunately. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we wish we had more family dynamics in the pecan one too. Yeah. You know, where we only get a taste of that right at the end. So, I mean, I hope Hallmark's listening. Um, please, let's get some family dynamics because, I mean, look at Chesapeake Shores, which is like a huge seller for them. What is it? It's family dynamics. And so if you can incorporate some of that into these, these films, at least in my opinion, I think you could have some real winners if you give them the budget they need. So, you know, one thing that we always talk about is, you know, there's always conflict or mm -hmm. usually. Some movies recently, they just did yeah, away with it. They're going crazy. They're going crazy. <laughs> but this one, to me, had like just a ton of conflict. Yeah. Just all throughout the movie. So we, we had the moms fighting. Yep. We have the, you know, the issue of the quinceañeras being at oh. the same time. Thank you. And uh, we have, there's like a reporter that's trying to like, oh, I you know, that. cause cause some drama yeah, she, between she, Sarah and Tony. It was libel. She wrote libel. Yeah. And then we have the, to me, I guess like the big one is towards the end is the, the restaurant that is being sold. Mm -hmm. And Sarah and Tony both put in an offer and they the the owner gives it to to tony so sarah's upset obviously as she should be. as she should be but yeah i was just like wow because i was like thinking about what's the conflict of this movie but i just felt like there was just like a ton of conflict just throughout the throughout the whole thing which is kind of wild to me yeah no the conflict left and right and you know kind of thinking about it now what happened with sarah is you know similar to what happened with the two moms you know she knew the owner of the restaurant. They were friends. Yeah. And, you know, they're not best friends, obviously. They haven't known each other for years, but, you know, he gave it to someone else for more money. But the way Tony saw it was like, oh, no, but I'm saving it because you were already outbid. So I actually saved it. And so, and then the resolution of that, it's it's kind of strange. Like he's sort of- Well, an Tony was really good friends with the owner. Yeah, he was too. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's, it's kind of strange to me because they end up, He's like an investor for her, like a 30-70 split or something. He's, yeah. She's like, you didn't need to save me, but he does save her. You know what I mean? Like she even says that, like, I don't want you, like some line, like, I don't want you to save me or I don't need you to help me, but he does and she accepts it. Yeah, I didn't get the 70. So I think he says 60-40 and then she says 70-30. So is she the 70 yeah, and he's she's, the 30? she's the 70. She, he's basically supporting her to run this restaurant because he still has his, you know, Michelin star restaurant that he's running so this would just be sort of like his next venture 
and she would be, at least that's, the, maybe I'm wrong, but I took it as her sort of running things, getting that 70-30, which was just, a new, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel right to me. The, the, the resolution of that whole restaurant thing just felt off. Yeah, it still felt like he was like doing something slimy. Maybe you're right. Maybe I know, he I'm telling is the you, villain. this guy is not good. Like anyone that leaves for 10 years, comes, you know, helps you with your mangoes, and immediately tells you that he loves you is bad news. He's bad news. I mean, yeah, he did leave her. And then it is, it was strange how he was like very just openly trying to like see her and hang out with her. Like the get her back in his life yeah. only to, you know. Get the restaurant. Get the yeah. restaurant right out from under her. It's all about his original <laughs> idea, the Cubish restaurant. He know He knew that he needed her permission to do this Cubish restaurant. So it was all just a monetary profit for him. He was going to open this next fusion restaurant. He knew it was a great idea. Grabs no. her, not for love, but for Cubish, because it's a great name. I don't want to believe it. You, you're you trying to sway me to the dark side, but <laughs> I think Tony did really love her. No. Even uh, though I didn't feel it until the dancing, but I I did enjoy the that midway kiss. Yep. Um, but I have to say, I was, I was a little, I was, disappointed and well i'm not surprised because i was disappointed in this movie in general but the ending to me and this is something that i'm always not a fan of when we have the ending and it's supposed to be you know romantic mm -hmm. and then all they're doing is talking about business <laughs> and and like oh 70 30 we're gonna be talking about partnering with the restaurant yeah. and it's just no, not, not super romantic to me. It felt more like they're just going into business together. This isn't some epic love story. It's no, they, just, are, they, they literally are going to business together. No, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's all it felt that's like. That's literally what it is. This is a great business partnership. And it, and it probably is, except he's going to totally take advantage and kick her out of the business. <laughs> um, but in this movie has like two endings too. We have yeah. the, you know, the fireworks and then we have them at the restaurant, was it nine months later? Or six months later. Six months later. It just keeps getting longer and longer. We went from two to like five, now it's Hallmark six was on later. there three months later, but they stayed together at least for their six months. It wasn't like she went around the world and came back or something. Yeah, so I guess it took him six months to open up the restaurant. Mm -hmm. get, get the paperwork done. That was interesting, you know, sign those sign those documents. Yeah, and then we get a, a, a lackluster kiss in front of a green screen city. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. What more do you want? What more, what what more, do you more want? could you have? And I'm pretty work? sure I can safely say, you know, I'm like, oh, for 20 right now. I'm going to safely say if that was green screen. I'm just going to toss it out there. I'm going to safely say it's green screen. I'll back you on that there one. There you go. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was green screen. Yeah, the midway kiss was way better than that, than yeah. that ending kiss no, totally for was. sure. So that is South Beach Love, guys. You know, as you as you can tell, we weren't huge fans of it. There were some some little bits here, some little embers, if you will, of, of goodness and some ideas I hope that Hallmark can kind of spawn some things off of. But overall, just just not not a winner for us, unfortunately. And we hate it because again, like we always say, we know how much work goes into these, but it just it wasn't there for us. Yeah, we absolutely know all the, the hard work, especially, you know, coming off of, you know, talking to Sean Seifert and mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. We never know what the sets are like and, you know, and so... That's true, yeah. It's Especially just, in the time of COVID, who knows? Yeah, so, I mean, I think everyone did a wonderful, you know, effort on this job. And like we said, like all of the, the family, all of the actors that played the families and everything, mm -hmm. I think they all did a terrific job. Um, I, get, I think the story was just lacking a little for me and, and the romance. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I'm harping on the editing because it was very noticeable, but 
maybe it wasn't the editor's fault. Maybe there wasn't enough coverage for these shots and the editor had to use what they were given. You know, that that's a very real possibility. There could have been some kind of time constraint where they couldn't get the shots they needed because of scheduling. Like there's no telling what happened, but whatever happened, this is the end result. And and unfortunately it just, it wasn't here for us. Um, yeah. We especially are, for a fall movie. We, if you listen to this podcast, you know, we are always rooting for these movies. So it does pain us when we have some that mm. we're just not crazy about, but we have one final fall harvest movie. Is it a real fall and movie? And by God, if there isn't one crunchy leaf in there for me to see, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Hallmark. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. So far there's been two movies, I think, or three that have not been fall. We've had two that were like explosions of fall madness, like Van Gogh painting fall, like insane amounts of fall. And then some that just, no, not weren't, weren't there at all. So more summer. I mean, honestly, yeah. I feel like Love Strikes twice, and this movie felt like summer movies to me. What about the the wine one though? That one could have been summer as well, but that one was just so darn good that it that could have been year round. I just <laughs> forgot that it it was supposed to be fall, and I didn't care because I know, one, I, one of our listeners actually pointed that out to us. So. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was a fall movie, and you know, it gets a pass because yeah. it's just that good. Yeah. So hopefully the next one will be good, guys, and then we are into Christmas time. I mean, I. I can't even believe it. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to get my Hallmark socks out, Christmas sweaters. We're going to have our Halloween decorations up, but we're going to be going hard on Christmas it's movies. Be great. So it's be great. we might get a little confused from time to time, but just uh, stick stick with us because yep. we've got some some good things coming. Yep. For season two, we've got a great uh, interview coming up for you guys. And we've oh, got some. Are we? We're, no, we're not. not we're yeah. And we've also got some some changes we're gonna do um, for our setup. We've got some new mics and some, you know, things like that. We won't spoil everything, but I just wanted to thank you all for listening to us, always hanging out with us, and you know, thank you so much for the comments and they they really blow me away. I mean, some of you just write these huge like novels of of what you think about these films and I love reading them like I, I can't tell you enough because you know even when you don't agree with me like it gives me something to think about so thank you so much for doing that thank you so much for leaving reviews that helps us out tremendously you guys are are fantastic ditto <laughs> he went on a, a tangent there but it is true we we love all of the people that listen to this podcast it I mean it has just been so much fun we really didn't plan on doing this for a whole year yeah. and beyond and here we are yeah and, and it's all because of you guys yeah we're so thankful that you know we have people listening because if we didn't then we probably wouldn't still be doing this so yes we we really do appreciate all of you thank you guys we'll see you next week thanks <laughs>